Hey all, welcome to Eat Drink Social. My name is Michael Moeller, and throughout this podcast series, you'll be hearing from myself and the Go Social team. Go Social is a PR and social media marketing firm with offices in both Denver, Colorado, and Louisville, Kentucky. We'll be discussing social media trends and influencer best practices in the food and beverage landscape. And if you have any questions and want to reach out, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or you can visit our website at www.goforthbesocial.com. Happy to be joined now from Indianapolis, Meg Keller, or otherwise known as at Foodie Indie on Instagram. Um, Meg, how are you doing today? Hey, pretty good, pretty good. Um, so, you know, before we really get started, can you just kind of give us an overview about um, who you are, talk about what you're passionate about, and, and how you got started doing, you know, the kind of this foodie thing? Yeah, so um, I'm known as Foodie Indy here in Indianapolis around the food scene. I started it back in the fall of 2015. Um, I was going out to eat quite a bit, and I loved the local scene that was here in Indianapolis. So I kind of just took that on and wanted to do something to share about the local scene. I actually was talking to my dad about the idea of, learning how to share the stories of all of the businesses and restaurants. And he thought about maybe like a website and then it came down to, you know, um, Instagram was a popular platform at the time. And I decided to go with that. And my dad actually came up with my name for um, the Instagram handle. Uh, and since then, I've just tried to support local businesses, local events as much as possible. You're, you're pretty active on Yelp as well, correct? Yeah, yeah. I got involved in Yelp Elite when I started my Instagram, which um, it definitely helped um, get some followers. And then Yelp promotes a lot of uh, exclusive events with the Yelp Elite program. Um, and for example, you, they had one, you could get into the state fair early and sample all of the food before the state fair even opened to the public. Um, last year we rode bikes in the pride parade for Indianapolis. Um, just a lot of local support and that kind of, I got my foot in there and yeah, I have enjoyed it so far. Yeah, so I, 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 I believe, I am of the belief that Yelp uh, has been and, and is and, and, and will be for a while a, a very influential and necessary website specifically for reviews. That being said, I can't help but notice that social media influencers that um, do not use Yelp actively, um, are, are they c- kind of cutting into the Yelp reviewer uh, status, or or is it kind of a collaborative effort still, regardless? Um, so I will m- mention. So if I'm doing something for a restaurant via my Instagram, you know, they are providing me with a meal to give feedback via my Instagram. I do not share about that experience on Yelp because that experience was exclusive, you know, more to my Instagram. And they knew I was there, so maybe my um, service was different, the quality of my food. Um, So I think it's kind of separate as much as possible, especially if you are um, given the food 
for free, giving the experience for free, providing feedback via Yelp would not be, um, it wouldn't be beneficial for those just buying a, maybe a general admission ticket and purchasing it themselves or, you know, going out to dinner and purchasing their meal themselves. Yeah, absolutely. And, and before you mentioned uh, kind of like the, the Yelp elite club and um, upon, you know, doing some, some research on, on what you do, I noticed something pop up a couple times and that is the, the Circle City Supper Club. Can you kind of just talk about what that is exactly? All right. So the Circle City Supper Club started, I'd say, maybe two years ago. Um, we had been invited to an influencer dinner, just a few people, and we just kind of got to chatting about how much we enjoy, you know, going out to eat and finding friends that enjoy the same thing. And a few months later, a few of them had, a few of the people I had met reached out and they were like, hey, there's a new restaurant. Let's get a group together and check it out. So we kind of, we all went solo to meet at this restaurant, and we enjoyed dinner while taking photos, being complete foodies. Um, our friend Matt actually got on a chair that first dinner, and I was like, this is real. This is the real foodie group. And ever since then, you know, it's grown a lot. Um, a lot of different opportunities have been given to the group, and... Um, I've met some of my closest friends via that group of um, Circle City Supper Club. Nice. That sounds fun. And I, I like how that kind of came about uh, so organically. Um, yeah, definitely. It was an organic thing for sure. Yeah. So speaking of organic, um, I think it's uh, Nouveau. It's a publication in Indianapolis. Um, they, I think, yeah, yeah I think they named you... Um, they, they had a list of, you know, the top 10 indie foodie accounts that you should be following, and, and, and you were one of those individuals. Congratulations. Um, did you notice <laughs> an uptick in, in followers from that at all? I mean, any time that your name gets mentioned in a publication or maybe another, just even just if it's a, a shout-out of some sort, do you find you start to get more followers that way? Um, I'd say so. Uh, I think the interaction with other accounts, gains followers and I've recently Nuvo did me well like you know a lot of comments a lot of other food friends and influencers shared that so it was great for my Instagram growth um, but recently I've found that it's very odd but not posting will gain me like 10 followers um, so it's kind of odd the way it goes up and down, but mentioning, yes, of course, it is great for your growth, but recently I've just found that stick of information. Yeah, totally. Um, and, it, you know, I mean, that, that algorithm's changing all the time, so you never really know if, you, if you're posting too much or too little, um, how, how engaged you are with other individuals, if that gets buried or if it gets seen or not. Um, I know. You cannot keep up with it. No. It's it's no you can't. Um, so you know I'm 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 a beer guy, and so I was very happy to see uh, that you might also be a, a, a beer person as well. And um, saw that you know you're a supporter of Sun King up in Indianapolis. Um, I've talked to you know Dave and Clay up there a few times, and, and they seem like really nice guys with a really nice operation. Uh, Sun King, besides making good beer, they also believe in the collaborative effort 
uh, of the Canvitational. Can you kind of talk about that experience um, of kind of working with Sun King on, on the Canvitational and just promoting that a little bit? Yeah, so the Canvitational is a beer festival that showcases like 60, 70 plus craft breweries from around the U.S. And um, this past September was their sixth Canvitational. And, you know, last year my friends and I just casually went and enjoyed it. And by all means, it is one of the best festivals that Indianapolis has to offer. Um, the local food support that they have in, um, there's always something happening the weekend of for the Colts as well. So that kind of like combines the whole entire weekend. But Sun King, yeah, they just, um, it's a great collaboration with a bunch of other breweries and beer loving people can get out and literally enjoy beer from all across the country. Do you, do you find yourself, I mean, I know that you, obviously it's in the name, Foodie Indie, um, but do you ever find yourself starting to gravitate more towards beverages? Um, I wouldn't say I would gravitate. I definitely support Sun King um, and let it be known on my Instagram account. Um, West Fork Whiskey is a local distillery that I definitely support and share on my Instagram account. Those are probably the only two that I strongly push as a business. Um, when I'm out about at a dinner, I, of course, order, you know, if I have a drink or so, I'll post it and share about what the ingredients are, if they're local. Um, but in most cases, it's just food. Um, yeah. Sure. And and I will go ahead, by the way, and kind of... Um take what you said earlier one step further and say, as you know, on paper, because I haven't actually had the pleasure of attending, but on paper, the Canvitational is not just one of the best events in Indianapolis, but probably one of the best events in the Midwest as a whole, um, just based on on the collaborations that they can do with the different breweries around, some some big names coming in. Uh, it's an it's a, it's a amazing beer project if you're just, you know, an all-out beer nerd. Um, so mm-hmm. one thing that I noticed... Um, is that you tend to feature both restaurants, as you mentioned before, but something that we haven't talked about yet is, uh, I mean, I, I see that you have some, some home-cooked recipes going on. You, you do some stuff in, the, in your own kitchen. Um, if you could only, you know, focus on, on one of those things for an Instagram account here on out, which one are you going to do? You know, I have played both roles, you know, play, like thought about both sides, which one I would truly want to continue with and to keep up with consistency going out to eat and all of that is probably what I'll stick with I love to feature um, home cooked meals on my Instagram stories Uh, I usually get a lot of feedback from that just using basic ingredients from Trader Joe's nothing super fancy Um, but the, the local restaurant scene is definitely where I'll keep it at. <laughs> right on. One, one last question, and then uh, before I let you go, if uh, you know, you, what, what's your go-to Sun King beer? Oh, uh, oh, well, okay. I have to say at least two because you have, you know, your once every year, and then you're consistent. Sure. Consistent is the Wemac. Wemac is my favorite consistently. 
I love fall, and the Oktoberfest at Sun King is so good. They also came out with a riding on the rails this fall, which was brand new, brand it's, new. Uh, the Founders that Collaboration, right? Yeah, but it's gone now. They're yeah. out of it. So, <laughs> um, yeah, go to WeMac any time of the year. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a good one. All right, Meg, I appreciate your time today. Um, thank you so much. Yes, thank you. Thanks for having me. Courtney, we'll get to you in a moment, but for now, I'd like to introduce everybody to Michael Kraus, a, a new member of the Go Social team. Um, Michael, thanks for, for joining in today. Was there any part of the interview that stuck out to you? I'm a really big fan of the Circle City Supper Club. I think it's really cool how it came about in a really organic way, just in, in the manner that it was people sharing a common interest and then meeting up and actually getting along in person. I think that nowadays with there being so many different foodie accounts on Instagram, that collaboration is very positive. And by not stepping on other accounts or trying to outdo other accounts, it allows for more genuine content creation. And it also allows you to generate more ideas by bouncing ideas off of each other that are within that group. Plus, if you take the Instagram and social media aspect out of it, you also get the friendship and social aspect of, of the group itself. And at the end of the day, it's about sharing their passion for food and enjoying each other's company, which I think is key. So that's why I like the idea. For sure. Thanks, Michael. And, and Courtney, what stuck out for you? I'm glad she brought up the fact that by posting less, she gained more followers because I think frequency of posting is a topic that I'm asked about all the time. It's a topic we talk about as a team. Um, and frankly, the way that our business model has been set up is to create X amount of posts for clients. It's, you know, how, how do you put your arms around what you're going to charge someone? And I think we're moving into an era because of algorithms, because of the amount of content in the newsfeed, where it's really about creating less, but then engaging more. And it's talking when you have something really, really interesting to say, um, and then spending your time finding those conversations with your target customers out there and engaging with them. And it's kind of scary because one, you're basically telling your con your client, you know, that product I was selling you, those posts, that content calendar, well, you'll be getting less of that. Um, and two, it takes more trust, right? So if I'm going to proactively go out there and look every day for conversations to jump into, it, it's not going to always be scripted. And that is, it opens the door for more risk, right? And so that's a little bit of a scary thing, but I also think that it's truly taking it back to social conversations, to two-way engagement, and ultimately we're going to create stronger connections, and that's a really good thing for brands. Sure, and I'm glad you brought that up, uh, because for me, when it comes to social media, I think sometimes brands forget to actually be social. So I think it'd be better if we all just tried to put the social back in social media. Be playful, don't be afraid to take risks, as you mentioned. Know the difference between um, a troll and somebody you can take a friendly jab at on Twitter. Um, the, the brands that I remember the most are the ones that take the time to have conversations with me. All right, everybody, that wraps up today's episode of Eat, Drink, Social. Thanks for listening. If you have a story to share or maybe you know somebody that does, feel free to reach out to us. 